Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Christian is back from his Charlotte Stadium tour, so we have an updated stadium rankings, followed by our preview pickums for Week 13 of the NFL. And to conclude the episode, we have Colby's NBA tiers list for the start of December. A big episode for a big week of sports. Sit back and enjoy the show. All right, boys, it is a very exciting night. We got the whole crew back for the first time uh, since before Thanksgiving. Christian back with us on this lovely Thursday, and it is an excellent slate of football this weekend, one of the best we've had all year, starting with, I would say, probably the best Thursday game we've had since week two, uh, whenever the Chargers and Chiefs played. So how are you all doing tonight, gentlemen? I'm doing pretty solid, man. Uh like you said, great slate of games coming up, and we got good stuff for everybody today. We got Christians coming back from Charlotte. Can't wait to hear that trip. And uh, your NBA tiers list, man. So, yeah, just a whole week of uh, power ranking, it sounds like. A lot, yeah. yeah. It's been – it's. I've been good. I've been good over here, man. I'm gasped, but I'm ready for some good quality football, hopefully, this week. I mean, just a lot of slate of games are very promising. I mean, like Colby was saying, this is probably the – that's Thursday night game we've gotten quite a bit. I generally cannot remember the reason memory the last good one. Um, so very hopeful for this. Um, but yeah. You know, it's going to be a good one. So I guess before we get into this slate, um, do you want to just get the Charlotte recap now or do you want to wait till we get to, till we get to that team? No, I know I'll get to it right now. So right, let's see. Let's just Charlotte. see that great game that you witnessed getting to see Russell Wilson in person. So, <laughs> First, first on the Wednesday, I went to the PNC Arena for the Hurricanes versus the Coyotes. Um, that poverty franchise let the Coyotes hit one shot in the first period and lead to a goal. 1-0 the entire time. The Hurricanes had about 13 shots in the first period. None of them went in. And they got to about the, the beginning of the third period, and I had a bad feeling. I was like, uh, you know what's getting late. Let me make the trip to Charlotte. It's about two hours from Raleigh to Charlotte. And I was like, I got to get out and go to beat traffic. I leave. I get to Charlotte. Immediately, I look on the ESPN app. These poverty franchises lost 4-0 to the Coyotes. The Coyotes! Who loses <laughs> 4-0 to the Coyotes? Are you kidding me? Um, so I lost quite a bit of money on that. But, but we rebounded it. When we got to Spectrum Center, uh, home of the Charlotte Hornets. Wow, that was a great environment. Great environment. Oh, wow. LaMelo was out, unfortunately, but still, like, great team. I, I'd put money on the Charlotte Hornets. They were the underdogs. And the energy in there was vibe. Everyone was on their feet during the fourth quarter. Uh, we snuck our way down to the bottom row, I mean, the entire time. <laughs> Um, you know, you didn't hear from me, but all you got to do is look on Ticketmaster and look at which empty seats there are. You just go right there, buy the cheapest tickets. No one cares. Um, so (laughs) great energy. And I was very, I was very big fan of Spectrum. And then Bank of America Stadium, home of the Carolina Panthers. That was quite surprising. I wasn't expecting to have as much fun there, but it's probably because the Panthers were winning the entire game. Like the fans were like, we're in it, you know. 
having a poverty franchise and when your team's actually winning, and especially against a person that everyone hates, right it now, was yeah. pretty electric. <laughs> um, so all the there's so many like it was actually quite a bit of a crowd, but there were open seats, and you know those, those fans they would use the seats and they would push it against the own seats and like a loud like thunder noise. It was actually kind of sick. Um, <laughs> the keep the keep pounding tradition they have was very awesome to hear like one half of the thing to say say keep the other half pounding like it was a cool echo and i was like okay all right um only complaint about bank of america though was it kind of seemed a little dirty like you can use a pressure wash i would say um there's definitely like you're like oh, that definitely can you know get a wash down pretty quick it will look a lot better drunk people no, actually, so funny enough, I was talking um, over there about that. Oh, it's the Bible there, Belt, Cole. There wasn't. There it's wasn't not, much structure. Charlotte is not the Bible Belt. Come on. Yes, it is. You're yeah. in Charlotte, bro. Yes, it is. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte is not part North Carolina's part of the Bible Belt. Stephen okay. A. said it himself. Like, Charlotte, the city itself, is not. Charlotte is a cool city. I have been to. Yeah. I was also it, it is. I was also cracking up, Christian, because I've been to a Charlotte Hornets game once. That my dad took me when I was in, like, eighth grade or something to see them play the Nuggets. And we also did the exact same thing where we <laughs> nosebleeds. And then, like, we didn't go to, like, the third quarter. We moved, like, several rows up off the floor. It was tough. I was about, like, <laughs> I really don't care. I don't want to say anything. I was about like eight rolls up. I could see Rudy Gobert's freaking peanut head right from right in front. I could see my reflection in his head. Um, Could have slapped him for me. <laughs> um, and and Anthony Edwards was getting livid at points, so that was pretty fun to see. Um, but yeah, Bank of America. Um, there wasn't really much drunk people. That when I was very noticeable, like everyone was like calm and situated, which is very weird because usually you're either you kind of see like you know hand people left and right in football games. It was a civilized area, like no one. So um, a lot of Bronco fans, a lot of Bronco fans as well, but they were pretty depressed because, I mean, you lost to the Carolina Panthers. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was um, – but it was quite electricity. Charlotte is a beautiful city. Charlotte definitely ranks in, like, one of the best cities I've been up to. Um, uh, Colorado, Tampa, Charlotte, like, that's definitely probably the big three, I would say. Great, great city. Like, very clean city as well. Like, you can, you can tell there wasn't really much homeless – um, there was just trash. We're all picking up and everything. Young city, young vibe. Not expensive stuff everywhere. Like you know, when you would go out to the bar nightlife, wasn't expensive. Kind of like pretty normal. I was like, you know what? Respect Charlotte. So I had a great trip. Great trip. A really positive reviews for about Charlotte. Oh yeah, I love to hear that, man. That's awesome. So, I've been to Charlotte a couple times. So when I was younger, so yeah. So updated power updated power rankings on um on these uh stadium venues um so the hornet uh the hornets come in at nine they jump so i actually refigured it i took i took my bias out of um the florida panthers um i i became realistic after talking to my friend about it i was like yeah i should probably put the the, it it was a cool (laughs) arena but it really isn't much to do so the florida panthers at um florida live arena is at 10 spectrum arena is now at nine Right above it, so they cracked the top ten. Um, before I get to another one, Bank of America Stadium actually goes at eleven, right below the Florida Panthers. Uh, so pretty. It was like I said, it was it's um here's my second highest, the no, third highest NFL stadium so far. Um, wow. so 
it was like I said, probably could be a little bit cleaner on the outside and probably would get a little bit more extra love, but the energy as well was good. Like the pretty positive energy. Spectrum's energy was pretty good. I think that's why they make the top ten or like just the fan environment. And then PNC Arena for the Carolina Hurricanes. Honestly, like that arena was really clean. The bathrooms were also they had their own specialized beer. That was probably the big point for me. They had their own, like, it was uh, called Storm Brew. Uh, yeah. It was sick. It, it was a lager. Um, and it was only nine bucks. It was only nine bucks. And I was like, okay. what? And it was, like, it, was, it was a tall boy, too. And I was like, okay, nine bucks. And it was a delicious lager. Delicious. And I think that's why it cracks um, the top five. Um, so it's at five. So it it I, it really won me. Um the, the energy in there was good. It was packed house on a Wednesday. Um, and parking was very accessible. That was another big point off PNC. Parking, like you literally just park right in, no problem whatsoever. But it does come with a downgrade of not much tailgating going on or energy outside the arena. That's just a little negative itself. But the cleanliness, the beer, that pushes it to top five. Um, so those are updated power rankings on my sport venues, and that brings me to a total of 19. Damn, 19. 19 the past year and a half. I'm hoping, hoping, I I can't promise, but hoping to knock off either the Capitals or the Wizards this month. They both share the same venue, but they will get two different ratings based on the fan experience. Okay. He's over here. What's number one? Just you don't have to give me the whole range. You can can probably guess what number one is. Yeah, <laughs> but MT is electric though. So like it had like I could argue a lot because the tailgating like outside definitely brings the energy. It's true. Um, and then number two is um Camden Yards. Oh yeah, Camden Yards. Are Always cool. Camden yeah, Yards, amazing. I haven't been. Me and Jalen went. Top notch. Beautiful. Was... It's a beautiful place. I, I love. I want to go into MT. Haven't been inside it either, but. Ray Lewis statue right in front of him. In between, when you walk in between those two stadiums, looks electric. That is cool. I would say, and I haven't been to any NFL stadiums. I've been to some college ones and a couple NBAs, a few MLBs. But I, I would say the nicest one I've been to is probably PNC Park where the Pirates play. Like that team sucks. team sucks, but that arena, it is such a nice uh, stadium. It's right on the river. It's beautiful. I'm hoping the spring, hoping, hoping in the spring. I could do that with the penguins. That's tough. Well, it's in the spring. I like that. It's a good one. All right. Yeah, man. Nice entry segment. I love it. Great. Yeah. That was a great recap. Yeah, the Christian season. I love the Christian. You always send me those stadium standings. So I'm glad you were able to share those with us today. You guys have the whole list? Did I go over the whole list? Um, fast. I don't I got five of them, and then I had to go help my little kitty out. That was our. That's why I walked away for a minute. I can I can go over it and then record it. We I stopped at the Canes. Something. That's where I ended up stopping because I had to go get so the kitten. One is uh, MNT for Baltimore. Um, second is Camden Yards for the Orioles. Three is Citizen Bank for the Phillies. Four is Amelie Arena for the Lightning. That's cool. Five is the, the venue. The scenery looks just beautiful and i think that's what i'm only over pnc for the hurricanes is five nationals park at six um really and yeah i think 
And I think it's just because there was just a lot of people just gathering around around the beer sections. It was pretty cool. Place yeah. in DC also. It's, yeah, so it's like pretty accessible. Pretty accessible to a couple bars down there. I think that's what was a big point for me. I like that. That just looks good. Yeah. Uh, seven Exploria Stadium for Orlando City SC, the MLS team. Seven. Very, wow. Yeah, dude. Very, the fan environment won me over in that one. That was very like European style, like soccer type, dude. It was awesome. That's cool. I've been to that. Eight, eight is Hard Rock Stadium for the Miami Dolphins. Nine, Spectrum Arena for the Hornets. Ten, FLA Live Arena for the Panthers. Eleven, Bank of America Stadium for the Panthers. That's so funny enough, Panthers back-to-back. Um, <laughs> Twelve, Guaranteed Rate Field for the Chicago White Sox. Thirteen, Drive Pink Stadium for Inter-Miami. I'm a great fan environment. Fourteen, that's this one is the one that I feel like I have to revisit at some point just because I feel like it's very low on my list and I don't but it was just a very dead time and COVID was going around. FTX Arena for the Miami Heat. Hmm. Even though it's probably going to get renamed here soon because, you know, shout out crypto. Um, hmm. 15, Audi Field for DC United. 16, Lone Depot Park for the Miami Marlins. This, this is where it's like, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, I was about to say these are starting to get bad. Yeah. <laughs> Seventeen Tropicana Field for the Tampa Bay Rays. Eighteen FedEx for the Commanders, and then nineteen my worst rated one so far, Amway Arena for Orlando Magic. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you could not, you could not, you could not <laughs> tell it was a Magic game. Dude, there. That's it, I felt a handful of stadiums I've been to. <laughs> dude, it. It was so bad, dude. Like, they would come up with a screen going, like, let's make some noise. And nothing. <laughs> I'm looking around. You can't, like, no one's wearing jerseys. No one's wearing, like, magic stuff. Everyone's in their regular clothes. I was like, dude, am I on a way game right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was really bad. Like, I, and it, like the and you felt so like tightly closed in the hallways. I remember like walking through the arena, dude. Like everything is so tight, and you're like, dude, like what, what is going on right now? So right now, Orlando Magic are the kings of the worst so far. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. solid list, always solid list. I love it. Yeah. All right, so I you, guess uh, you you ready to crack into these games? Yeah, it looks like Jalen is behind us because I just saw his TV. But you're about to see what just. <laughs> what i just saw yeah Uh, yeah this seems like a good uh starting point Uh, i guess we'll hit on this game a little bit and then we can kind of react to it as it goes on so as we speak we're in the first quarter the patriots just scored a long td on a slip screen so they're up seven three um like i said i mean this is a good game for thursday night by thursday night standards a great game um the bills have been are still i think good but they're all over the place and you can't trust them too much. At the same time, they've absolutely clapped the Patriots the last two times they played. The Patriots are, you know, they're solid, better than I thought they would be, but, I mean, still not great. They're fine. They're 6-5. and five. I liked the Bills in this game just because of the recent history, but New England is certainly uh, looking pretty good so far. They did, at least on that play. It wasn't pretty before that. Um, I kind of leaned to the Bills with my pick. We'll see how this plays out. What are y'all thoughts on this one? 
I I was a little questionable going into this one, you know, because like you had, like you said, the the Bills did have their way with the Patriots the last two times that they faced each other, and to the point where the Bills didn't have to punt the ball the last two times. So that that was something that I was like, but no, I was stuck on because I really think that Belichick will have something ready, you know, for them this time, and I was leaning Patriots, but. You know, the the wise man would probably stick with the Bills on this one, probably. Because the only thing that's uh, making me pick the Patriots is we all saw how Mac Jones played last Thursday night. Pretty solid football. You was releasing the ball fast, getting the ball out quick. And Matthew Judon is a monster this year for some reason. Well, he's always been a monster, but he's just going insanely better than how he usually is. So, um it's uh, it's I can definitely see myself going to the Patriots. I just talked myself into it. I think. Am I tripping balls, or doesn't Marcus Jones play corner? Like, I was looking at that. I'm yeah, like, wait, yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I wasn't really sure. Think it's like another Jones. Ford? I don't know. No, but it's the same Jones because his number is 25. That's a corner number. <laughs> Belichick's had. Belichick just found a way to get a corner to play. Yeah, no, back. out there on the kickoff <laughs> right now. First snap on yeah. offense. That's the first snap on offense. So right on offense. Wow. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, so Belichick found himself uh, another. What is it, Slater? So I mean, he can't first... on offense too much because he's like their best corner. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, this game is like should be a good one. Um, honestly, I I still don't really know who I sway more towards right now because I think. I mean, at Foxborough, it's always going to be a tough environment, no matter what. No matter the circumstances, um, it's always going to be a tough environment. I just I just think the Bills are going to sneak this one out. I don't know if they'll cover the spread of three. If I remember correctly, it was at three um, when it first opened up. I think it's going to be a very close one. I think, once again, Josh Allen pulls it out, and the media will love it. Um, they'll just use it for the next three days. Just, Continue to talk about how Josh Allen is MVP when clearly Patrick Patrick Mahomes has something else to say about that. Yeah, I think Mahomes he's in the drive. He probably is going to get a second one this year. I mean, he's got. To. I think I think he got to like, um, but no, I think I, I think have a different like argument, Bills. That's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go Maybe ahead. how about the quarterback that uh. That's undefeated for every game that he starts and finishes. I mean, you would say two is probably second, but come on. Uh, I was gonna say my that's my vote. My vote was. I just think I just think the media would put him at probably third or fourth, depending on where they're at with Jalen Hurts. But of course, they're gonna just continue just riding Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, it's a little unfair. I don't think I think shot at this point. Yeah, I highly recommend you guys. I think uh, Peter King just he just announced how they're doing the MVP voting this year. And it's uh just like I think it's almost like how college is where you get but they get to pick five people. Yeah, they're doing it like the NBA. That's how the NBA. Yeah, that's how it is. It's, they're doing it like the NBA. So where you get to pick five people, and he was like, he's picking four quarterbacks and Justin Jefferson because he's not giving it to Kirk Cousins. Which, respectively, if you think about it, Justin Jefferson delivered probably a little bit more clutch moments than Kirk had. But but um yeah, that's my argument would be for Tua because uh I just think you know. Coming into this season, we all had our doubts about him. Definitely not the MVP form that he's playing right now. So that's my MVP candidate right now, especially if he's undefeated. 
the point, like I said, the point can be taken. I just don't think the media will give it to him just because of the I don't think so either. I think also because he's been injured. I think that's why a lot of people say is like, that's why they're not giving him the votes because he missed two, three weeks. So I respect it. (laughs) Last thing I do want to say on this game. I do love these Patriots throwback jerseys. I really wish they wore the these. Reds. They're so beautiful. You want to know what makes those jerseys look better, Colby? What? Shout out our guy, Matt, once again, for making the field look crisp. Throwing, and he's been doing that logo work. <laughs> the alternate the logo, yeah. Yeah, you had to do that alternate logo out there. I, I don't know. Right, let's give a shout out to the field crew for uh, New England once again. <laughs> shout out Thank to them. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> All right. On to really a pretty – terrific one o'clock slate every single one of these one o'clock games except for two are interesting um okay so we're just gonna go right into it because this is the first one that pops up on FanDuel. all right jalen your minnesota vikings starting right off the bat three point favorites at home against the mike white jets how do you want to do this you want the stick or the carrot you want me and christian to go first and give you the honest reality <laughs> go go first yeah go for it yeah give me your honest reactions just right. from what you just said right there. <laughs> um, Christian, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. Okay. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be good, Angel, here. Uh, give me the Vikings. Vikings minus three. What, what, what are we doing? What are we doing right now? Like, I understand Mike White had a good game, but it's Mike White. And it, it's going to happen that way. We're just like, oh, you know what? Maybe we overreact a little. Just, just a tad bit. Um, and it's one o'clock. It's one o'clock, Kirk. I'm gonna keep riding one o'clock, Kirk. I'll tell him, you know, one o'clock, Kirk. Don't worry. Uh, he lost the four o'clock. He lost the four o'clock, but he didn't lose that one o'clock. So I will be taking one o'clock, Kirk. I'm in complete and total agreement with you on this one, Christian. I'm also not a huge believer in Mike. I mean, he's been, he's probably better than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's not been good, but Zach like, Wilson is done. Uh, but no, done. I think Mike White falls back to earth. So I also love the Vikings here. Um, so maybe this isn't really a stick. This might actually be the carrot. But um, and like the other thing you're saying, Christian, it's one o'clock. I'll just double onto that. It's one o'clock, and Kirk hasn't played at one o'clock in three weeks. He had to go four o'clock and then play a night game on Thanksgiving. Now he has extra time for one o'clock. You know, he's just licking his chops. He's like, oh, one o'clock. I can't wait to get back out there. Um, it will be interesting to see. Justin Jefferson go up against um, Sauce Gardner, the prodigy of a corner. Um, but regardless of how that goes, I still love the Vikings. So there you go, Jalen. There's your, there's the carrot, I guess. So I'm taking the Vikings as well, obviously, but there's going to be some concern. Ride. Yeah, team ride, but also a meme alert, just in case for next week. Um, so I, one of the things I wanted to say is it's uh, – it's going to be that Jets defensive line that scares me the most going up against our O-line and Kirk Cousins. So depending on how – and Kirk Cousins, depending on how he does and pressure, I think it's 1 o'clock and that that helps it so much more in everything. Gives him his confidence back, has given him his mojo. So, yeah, I'm with you all, of course. Vikings should hopefully get the job done at home. Three points is pretty – pretty realistic given the type of games Vikings been playing so I'm not really complaining about the spread either but uh yeah I'm I'm all in on the Vikings man that should be a good one all right on to uh, all of our teams were the first three to pop up the first three games on FanDuel so 
<laughs> on to Christian's team. Uh, no disrespect, but I would say this is one of the two games that's the least interesting in the Sunday clock slate, one o'clock slate. Not because of the Ravens, but because of their opponent. They are hosting the once proud Denver Broncos, um, who are three and eight. Baltimore is eight and a half point favorites coming off a loss. I don't know if uh, you saw Christian, but I did call the Jags upset last week. That was my upset pick. Um, I had a feeling and that one came through. I do not have that feeling this week. Um, uh, I, I take the Ravens, even though it's a lot of points and y'all have had some issues as of late. I mean, the Broncos are just so bad. I mean, their offense, how is it so bad? I don't even know. It's just, it's all terrible. So I will not be picking the Broncos. So I'm certainly going to take the Ravens, even minus all those points. Mm, 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 mm. This game just has that uh, TikTok guy written all over it if the Ravens lose this game. Yeah, it would have James, <laughs> that James dude going what on. Yeah, that's literally what would happen to the Ravens. I can definitely see that being a, t- a trend but i don't think the ravens are going to let that happen to themselves i think they'll take care of business There's a lot of points to swallow but I'll, I'll take the points too why do you run sideways okay um so i did i did um colby i did have a small feeling that was going to happen because the jags were coming off a bye and i i, I saw that and i was like oh no Oh no. <laughs> I had a small feeling that, you know, just because they were coming off that bye there, we were resting Trevor Lawrence was gonna have the game of his career. Um Yeah. So he did. I mean I, I came back from the Panthers game and I saw the last minute of that. God dang it, man. I was like, but part of me was like part of me is like not like too down on it because I kinda expected it. So I mean it softened the blow. Um but I have a message here to Greg Roman. Greg Roman, if you're listening to this right now, so bad on. Can you please, for the love of God, get some spacing on these goddamn plays? We are not Matt Canada. We what are we doing? Unnecessary shot. Whoa. What? What? <laughs> Why? Why are we doing? Why? Why are we doing a fullback screen on second and twelve? There is no reason for my. Let's off to see the pot rose of Pat Ricard run it out to the left, catch the pass, and game tackled after a gain of two from the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Why? Can we get some space? It's very Matt Canada esque. You are right about that. That's okay. Matt Canada's like favorite play. And then we have like tight end slants and then crosses. And the, all the players just somehow they end up on the same side of the field. Spread the goddamn plays around. Have someone around. Give the ball to Devin Duvernay like you said you were two weeks ago. Give that man a ball. He is a playmaker on our team. He is all we got right now because Deshaun Jackson is out there catching a random 70-year ball. He already did it once. He is not going to do it twice. That is our one of the year. So, please. Please, Greg Roman, can we get some goddamn spring? And I, I saw, I saw the Stanford rumors. Stanford, if that, you're listening that's to this, what I now, to that's Stanford, what I to Stanford, come here. Hire, hire Greg Roman. Hire Greg Roman. He's a great hire. He's a great hire. Take oh, go ahead. Be a good hire for Stanford. <laughs> it's a lot go, easier to play the Pac-12. Go ahead, Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. Take, take Greg Roman. Take him on. 
we'll we'll ship them off for you. We'll t- we'll pay for taxes and everything if you want to go ahead. Um, so I'm officially, I I mean I've been saying this for the past two years now. Um, I'm I'm I've hated Greg Roman for the past two years because ever since the MVP season, he hasn't really developed the playbook from that. He's been doing the same things now, just implementing freaking fullback screens and wheel routes. Like I love Pat Ricard, but we we cannot have that man having more catches than Devin Duvernay. What are we doing? Um, so that's just my little rant right now. What's going on with the offense? Um, it's just we we can't score in the red zone either because we have fullback screens and wheel routes. Um, so clearly. That needs to get fixed. I'm really hoping. But the thing is, I'm looking at it is, hey, have the troubles now and then catch fire. That's all you need. No, um, so, so, but then, but then the Broncos. Watching that team live, watching that offense run <laughs> was awful, dude. Dude, they kept running the ball on like. No, they kept running the ball like third and eight. Like, what are you doing? Pass the ball. And then Russell Falls would just always be behind the receivers. And you could just tell all the Bronco fans in there, they just were like, wanted to go and jump on the field to get this fan. Because it like there was just no flavor. There was no flavor to any dog. You would see Russ like clap his hands and his like receivers would just like slowly like just waddle on over and then just Constantly get three and outed by the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> it was awful. So this game is gonna be sloppy and dirty. It's gonna be like a nine-three game <laughs> at half. Um. So, but I mean, I have to keep taking ball because Baltimore is due for a beat down on some random opponent, and this is like this like, is like prime. This is prime for just a beat down on that random opponent. Um. So. I'll be taking Baltimore spray. Russell Wilson sucks. <laughs> um, oh, man. Great rant. <laughs> yeah. I do think you might be wrong. I, I mean, I don't dispute anything you said, but I think you should maybe have a little bit of anger at your other coordinator as well. Because the last loss, I think, yeah. him been on great. So, but I, I'm not too, yeah, I'm not too mad at him because he's like he actually has good games here and there. At least like he shows sometimes, like he has the good like game plans. I'll let him slip <laughs> here and there. We're playing. But if it's like a con, if it's constantly Greg Roman, then we have a problem. That's no, that's that's solid. I like that. Okay, Jalen, anything else you want to say on that before we get to this next one? You almost talked me into going to the Broncos and the points. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I am not going to lie. I almost wanted to say let's ride and everything. Broncos, come on. Yeah, I'm still not going to. But <laughs> you know, your whole Greg Roman rant literally almost almost made me pick the Broncos. Because I am feeling a little sorry for Russ. If anyone hasn't heard about that birthday news coming out about him. <laughs> no, so, okay, so I, mean, I, have, I have a theory about that. <laughs> it's not that, in okay, my okay. opinion, it's not that okay, bad. Really, 26 people think... showing up, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, realistically, I, I, it is funny. And, like, obviously, like, uh, we all, like, take our shots at Russ because, like, it's pretty hilarious and he's very cringy. That, I think, is over. Like, like bro, 
you have 50, you have eight people on a football team? They're like, half the team didn't come to his party. I'm like, oh, so half of them, that's still like 20 some people that were there. How many people needed this birthday party? Like, <laughs> to have like the whole city there? Like, I don't think that's like, I mean, I probably wouldn't want to hang out with Russell Wilson if I was on the Broncos either. But like, at least half of them came. That's no, no. impressive. So I have, I have a theory. I think only like 10 of them came and then they had to say more. Half <laughs> the team had to come. And all the ones that had to come, those guys are on the practice squad because Sierra's probably getting them cash to come to the goddamn birthday party. They're like, oh, shoot, we don't really got much as money as the starters. Hey, free food, maybe some cash to come in. Um, so <laughs> but the Meet fact Sierra. that this had to get reported, the fact that this had to get reported is what kills me. Like, who's, who, who's the one that leaked this? <laughs> that locker room is in dismay, man. That's not... Um... Like I said, it would be tragic if the Ravens somehow lost to the Broncos. I Especially to... barring the fact that you were watching the Broncos, too, is why I honestly yeah. almost want to pick the Broncos. I here. won't be on next week <laughs> if you lose to the Broncos. I would tell you. <laughs> oh, man. No one would blame you. Oh, all right. <laughs> that was great. Okay. On to uh, the final of our three teams. And honestly, not a pretty matchup. Probably not that interesting to most people, but very interesting to me, the Steelers <laughs> at the Falcons. And honestly, it's not like these are the two worst teams in the league. Are they great? Oh, yeah. No. Are they, are they even good? Maybe, probably not. But are they the worst teams in the league? No. So, uh, Steelers are 4-7. I believe Atlanta's 5-7. and seven. Um, We're going to run out of time here on the Zoom in about four minutes. Um First thing I want to say before we get into any rants, and I actually want you all to go first before I go, but I will just say there's been some – this line on this one, Atlanta was favored, I believe, at the beginning of the week, and now I guess yeah. all the money has come in on Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh is now favored by a point and a half on the road on a short week, which does concern me a little bit. I liked the Steelers a lot more when they were getting the point and a half, but it is essentially just a pick them because, I mean, it's a point and a half. So – but – I think it is interesting that the line has shifted from Atlanta to Pittsburgh, even though it's only a point and a half. Yeah, the shift makes sense. I mean, you have to remember Pittsburgh played Monday night. Yeah, that's why. So they did. They they had the late game shift, so that's why you know all the spreads were already made and everything like that. But I'm going to say also probably because the performance that Tomlin probably put up and gave those boys during that Monday night game, that pretty much probably you know pretty much inspired everyone to go ahead and go for it because that's what I'm picking here is I would go with the Steelers as well leading with Tomlin TJ Watt and just you know Kenny Pickett is is developing decent enough for me to say I'd rather have him start over Mariota right now as a passing quarterback so yeah I would uh I would I'm gonna go ahead and take the Steelers um Jalen, no, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just going to go with Atlanta just because it's at Atlanta. Um, I think this will be a good matchup. I think it's the line pretty fair itself. Um, Pittsburgh obviously has a better defense itself, but I just think with being Atlanta, somehow these Falcons, I think, are pretty good at home itself. Um, every game I see on red zone, that's at Atlanta. They've done well. Um, so I'll, I'll just take Atlanta just because it's at home. All right. I like that. Um, that's fair. 
Jalen, I'm glad. I was going to say that the Steelers have a QB advantage in this game, so I'm glad that you said it. It sounds better coming from a less biased voice. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, like the Steelers more. It does worry me a little bit that they're favored. Um, I mean, I want to pick the Steelers. I really do. But this game just gives me some very bad vibes because this is the type of game, even though these aren't the same Steelers, like they're not good anymore, really. This year they haven't been good. Um, they've been better the, a lot better the last few weeks. But this is the kind of game the Steelers lose. Random, weird road game against a worse roster, I would say, um, that the Falcons have. Against a Mariota, you know, He's in the Blake Bortles mold of quarterbacks that the Steelers, those kind of Tebow, those are the kind of quarterbacks the Steelers have real issues with. Um, so it makes me very, very uncomfortable. I won't put this one anywhere near my locks. I still like Pittsburgh, though, just for the fact that they are 3-1 and one with T.J. Watt this year, and he is playing. Um, and I think the Falcons' passing game is, is, is so limited with Mariota. Really, they have weapons, but they don't have Pitts anymore. He's injured. Uh, I the the Falcons just don't inspire me a lot. And Pickett, his best two games of his career have been his last two games. Since the bye week, after he had all those picks, three straight games without a turnover. So he's learning. He's improving, which gives me confidence. I hear, I like everything I hear about him from as far as like the locker room side of things, off the field stuff I'm excited about. It's just got about getting better. So I'm still going to take the Steelers, but it does make me very nervous. All right, so now that we're through the bias gauntlet, the rest of these games are do not involve our teams, obviously. Another great 1 o'clock game that, I mean, even almost a pick em. also just like the Steelers game. And it's a battle of fun, bad, but lovable cat teams. The Jags at the Lions, they're both 4-7. and seven. Detroit is favored by a single point. Um, I've been going back and forth on this one. You guys know I'm usually not very good at picking the Lions. I did get their Thanksgiving right, though. I took them with the points, and they did cover. Um, so, and I have gotten two Bears games right in a row, also. Um, <laughs> I I'm gonna take the Lions. I think just because they're at home, and I do feel like they have some some pieces I really like. I do want to believe in them. I I really go back and forth though because. Trevor Lawrence could also carve up that defense. Their defense is bad. But, I mean, they almost beat the Bills last week. They're in almost every game except for that one time where the Patriots destroyed them. Um, so I'm going to take the lines, but not with very much confidence. Only one point, Colby. But uh, uh, since Colby's not confident, I am confident to fade Colby on this one since he were <laughs> two weeks in a row. Um, also, I just think the Jags are going to be coming in riding high on riding high on spirits right now. You just beat the Ravens. I mean, hey, you know that's a good team. You know, you if you're the Jags, let's keep this uh, let's keep this going. See how uh, see how far you can get. Who knows? Maybe you catch the Jets sleeping or one of the other AFC East teams. So I'm going to take the Jags. I'm going to take the Lions, um, even though it makes me a little worried that Colby's on the Lions. Um, <laughs> This is definitely a back and forth that I've been on, but I think just the element at home helps a lot with this. Jaguars, of course, coming off being the Ravens, but it also could be an all-time letdown spot, beating the Ravens and then losing to the Lions next week. Um, so you can definitely see that happening. 
Um, so I would just be taking the lines with this. Also, the biggest another thing I didn't even mention, but that benefits me and Christian, and I keep forgetting they played on Thanksgiving, they had extra time to prepare for this game. So yep. that you would think that should help. Um, sh- this one has the potential to be a lot of points. So this, even though these teams aren't really good, I think this could be one of the most entertaining games of the weekend for sure. Oh yeah, no, I expect I expect this game to go awesome. I completely agree. Yeah, Land I completely agree. I'm starting like a Jaguars. Be- I'm starting Zay Jones from Jacksonville. Like I'm oh. probably gonna have to start him just because I have that much confidence in this game just being over the top. It's the second highest, second biggest over under of the weekend. The, oh, only, yeah. the only one that's bigger is Chiefs Bengals. Um, it's fifty one and a half. <laughs> Over under. I feel like it's gonna remind us of the Seahawks Lions game when like everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, this is an ugly game," and then it just turns to a shootout. Scoring <laughs> a fun shootout too. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be a good one. All right. On to a game between actually good teams: the Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. Seven and four Titans, ten and one Eagles in Philly. This is another one that I've gone back and forth on, um, but. I think A.J. Brown revenge game for the Titans not paying him. Titan, the Eagles are a better team. The Titans, I mean, they're really good, respectable, physical, play good defense, all that. But, I mean, they just don't have enough firepower on offense. And I think Philly's going to score enough points to win it. So I'll take the Eagles even minus the four and a half, which I don't love having to swallow the four and a half. I wish it was a little smaller. But I'm going to ride with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to go – I'm going to take the Titans because I feel like teams, not including the Packers, figured out how to put, how to play the Eagles. And I feel like Vrabel will be able to coach his guys up to give the Eagles a, good, a fair challenge just like he coaches them up to play against the Chiefs. Um, I don't expect the Titans to pull out with this one. I'm going to say Titans will cover the four-and-a-half points, though. Yeah, they call me the four-and-a-half. That scares me that – <laughs> I wish we could bring it down below that to that field goal range, but I'm going to take the Eagles. A.J. Brown revenge game. Lock it down, A.J. Touchdown, man. This That's a mini bet of the year. I have my bet of the year here in a bit. I will reveal, but this is a mini bet of the year is A.J. Brown anytime touchdown. He also will be on the Bears too, just because <laughs> it's, a, it's a revenge game. You, you can't not bet a revenge TD. Like, you know, they're playing <laughs> towards it. Um, and also, this game's at the time of the year when Ryan Tannehill gets a little disgusting. It's like, dude, why are you still playing? Um, so, I think that's Philly fans will be loud. <laughs> so, I'll be taking the Eagles to the points. Right. I'm with Colby. It's almost been the whole season of the Ryan Tannehill. Why are you still playing? All right. I'm I'm excited to hear Christian's better year, better year. And actually, the more I think about it, it may be this next game right here because I know we've all talked. Oh, it might be. This one as being I know we talked about it. The bet of the year. A great bet that we all loved. All right. The return. The uh what's the Eminem song? <laughs> the undisputed most diabolical villain in the world. Oh my god. <laughs> Returns to the football field for the first time in two years. He will play in a football game against his former team, the Texans in Houston. The Browns are seven point favorites on the road. Sadly, Kyle Allen is still starting for the Texans, which is the one thing that keeps it from being a guaranteed lock is if Mills was out there. But I'm still going to take the Texans plus the seven uh, because so many reasons. Deshaun Watson, the rust, having not played in two years, um, 
all the Texans should be more motivated in this game than any other game they've played probably for like since Deshaun Watson was on their team. Uh, so I'm going to still take the Texans in the seven points, but I wish Mills was out there. Is this the bet of the year, Christian? So first I will be taking Texans plus seven here. Um, I am not supporting of that purpose. I will be, I have respect and dignity. I will not be doing that. Um, I, I would have a lot more confidence in what if it was that they um Mills, but I think last time I was on here, I think Davis Mills was still starter and wasn't bench yet, so Colby could finally like get off the stick. And wagon. Um, okay, Jalen was also on his stick too. Come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, you were probably right there with me on the van. You got mad. We finally admit Davis Mills is not. Yes, we already admitted it. You know, like, we so already yes, Christian, within the last two weeks that you weren't here, yeah, we, we had to go over. Come on now. Hang on. I know it's the final. Stage of grief to you. Know. <laughs> we cannot allow this condition Jalen. You cannot act like you were not. Jalen got upset earlier this year when I said it might be time to think about hanging up the bandwagon. No. Now he's trying to act like <laughs> wrong. Well, I haven't heard Kyle Allen in years, man. When I heard that, I was like, Kyle Allen? You could have found a better backup than Kyle Allen? <laughs> Chris, no. David oh, points in Vegas. Me and Jalen talked about that. The lot, the spread went up when they after they announced it was Kyle Allen. So David yeah. Mills worth a couple of points. Bryce Young is a Texan fan, which I still stand on. Bryce Young is the worst Heisman winner of all time. Um, so bet of the year. Jalen knows what it is. I'm pretty sure I texted him to it. The bet of the year will be Deshaun Watson. To throw in an interception, whatever line it's at, I don't care. I'm throwing a goddamn house on it. I don't care. I'll throw your kids, throw the Christmas presents, throw everything on it. Throw Santa's cookies. You bet it. Deshaun Watson is throwing a pick, and the entire NFL will celebrate. Absolute celebrate. I don't care if it's off the receiver's hands or if it's his third pass and he's still rusty because he hasn't played in two years. And that crowd is going to be loud. I expect NRG to have the most packed house out of the entire year just for this. It is America versus Deshaun this Sunday. You better bring it, Texas, and take a pick. And I hope it's a pick six, too. But we are getting an interception. You lock it down. I might throw about 300 on him to throw an interception. I am ready for this. I love it. I'll throw I'll, I'll throw some money on that. That's beautiful. <laughs> Better the year. That was elegant. Yeah. Um, well, big spot here, you know, uh, for the Texans to really pull. All right, boys. It is a very exciting <laughs> night. We got the whole crew back for the first. <laughs> I was like, wow, Kobe's mouth is in this. Kobe's talking over time. <laughs> Oh, a little technical difficulties. All right, you get over there on your cycle. The first part, that's my fault. Sorry. No, just making sure you're all good. But uh, like I was saying, uh, Texans are in the spot of the year right now, defending the homeland and, you know, being America's team of the week for one week. But uh, I'm going to take the Browns on this one still. 
I'm going to have to pass all the passion and all the bias and just say that the Browns, they've been playing as a team better without Deshaun Watson. And I expect Deshaun Watson to do really well handing the ball off to Nick Chubb. (laughs) That's all I expect him to do. How do you wake up in the morning? The same way I wake up and re- remember that Kirk Cousins plays at one o'clock and I have a good chance at winning football game. <laughs> that is legitimately true. The Texans are still very, very bad. They, they, they yeah. complete like eight passes to win this game. That is, that is not the point of this game. This point <laughs> no. of this game Christian, that is a fair argument. I am not taking any analytics into this bet at all. It is all spirit and power with this game. You know, normally I am all about the spirit, about the emotion, the story of the game. But this one's just screaming at me to just pick the logic, man. I have to pick the Browns. I'm not even. Tr- I'm going to try to ignore the Watson fact, even though it's there. I mean, shoot, this, do you really this, think this spread would have been seven points if Jacoby Brissett was playing? This man might be the first person if he tears his ACL that America screams and cheers of joy. <laughs> But is there like 10 of the women that accused them going to be at that game too? Yeah, which is a little yeah. weird. Which is fun weird. I, I don't really get that, but you know. Here's America versus Have them Sean, sing the anthem. Baby. Have them sing the anthem. That would be wild. That would be a bop. That would be wild if they had them sing the anthem. Are, where are they going to sit? Because like, are they going to sit on the cl- Oh, one row behind the Bro, team bench of the Browns. Are they going to scream at the Sean? It's because Tony Buzz, like the lawyer that represents all of them, is like a hot shot law. Like he's trying to flex. Oh, like he's oh, a big okay. trying to flex, dude. Like obviously terrible situation. But oh, yeah. terrible, terrible situation. But man. I was gonna. Why say, is this man playing? Yeah, I was gonna say the only other thing. The and I was because I was about to make a point where like this would be this is the ultimate karma game that the, if there's karma really the Texans would win, but. I did have to think about the Texans also were kind of complacent in Deshaun's all scandals. Like they didn't know yeah, about it. Yeah. yeah. Non disclosure group. So the Texans definitely their hands are not clean in all of that. So that was oh, like no, no. it wouldn't really be karma. Any other team would be karma, but the Texans do have uh they it'll be a it'll be a slight bit of karma, just like a, a slimmer. Hey, in 2010, no one will pay attention to this game. Let's be honest. We're talking about 2010 Browns and Texans, where these teams were just led by like Brandon oh, Weeden like, and yeah. Matt Schaub. <laughs> like, let's remember that's hey, Matt Schaub was good for a couple years. All right, hey, no, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, this is this is the type of game that I expect to be just so almost blown underneath the rug, irrelevant at the end of the day. Like, yeah, Deshaun Watson. I know Deshaun Watson's back, but you know the NFL media is not going to be like, look at him. Look at him. No, I don't know, man. I think think I'm going to disagree. I think think they're going to shove this, like, everyone's face. This is going to be like – I think I'm going to predict most watched game of the week just because everyone's going to be like, "Um, what's going on here? Um, So we shall see. Is Tony calling this game? If Tony's calling this game too, like – Oh no, there's no way. There's no way they have Tony calling this. That four o'clock game is way too too high. There's too many good games. There's no way. They're trying to the NFL doesn't want people to watch this one, probably. Exactly. I was gonna say they don't want you to watch this. That's why he's playing the Texans. (laughs) No, but eleven games like the weirdest suspension of all time. Like eleven games, like what is that number against Brady? Remember? He was supposed to be back against Brady, but then he pushed it back a week to play against the Texans. Because the NFL probably didn't want him to play against Brady. No, he was he was originally supposed to play in Baltimore. 
from week six. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, first... yeah. yeah. That is true. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Oh. That is He's back. Okay. Ruining Kobe's dreams. Who's ruining my dream? What dream? What are you talking about? He's not ruining my dream. Deshaun the Brown. Are you talking about Deshaun Watson? <laughs> Browns are the least of the Steelers' problems right now. Joe Burrow is the real one who's ruining dreams. We'll talk about him later. Uh, <laughs> Deshaun, no, this, I'm not worried about that yet. We got other issues. <laughs> okay. On to maybe the best game of the slate. A game that you used to laugh at and roll your eyes at as early as last season, or as long as recently as last season. The Commanders and the Giants in the battle of the NFC Beast. The Commanders are now 7-5. and five. Hand up, did not see that one coming. Um, I, I've already given Jalen his Heineke credit, even though it's not like he's carrying the team. But, you know, he's winning, so I got to give him credit. This is a great game. I kind of went back and forth on this one. The Giants have been really falling off as of late, but the Giants are getting two and a half points at home. Um, I know the commanders are on a tear and I've been a big commanders doubter this year, but I mean, or at least a Heineke doubter, but give me the Giants in this one. I mean, they, I know they've come back down to earth these last couple of games and they have real issues, but getting points at home with extra time to prepare for Heineke. I love the Giants in that spot. Um, I'm leading the commanders just because like every week we are on here doing this, supposedly Chase Young is supposed to be coming back sometime, some point the play defense and, and everything. Last week I said he was supposed to play and I thought he was going to play and he didn't. And then there, I've been seeing it on NFL media that he's supposed to play. I don't know if he is, but I'm going to say that the commander's defense might be a little bit too much for old Danny Dimes and the limited Giants. And uh, I think the Heineke's are going to keep on rolling. So I'm going to take the Commanders. I've been on the Heineke train since he got started on. So let's go Heineke. Um, hey, man, he's saved Ron Rivera's job pretty much so far. Like, I mean, he's a winner. Simple as that. He doesn't have to go out there and ball out every single game. He just keeps you boys motivated. And we truly expect you can you can see the player the players love him like you can tell like the play, his teammates actually like care about him and want to play for him only Carson Wentz um so these boys are buzzing I'm really I'm really liking it Giants Giants I feel like hit a wall Giants are they haven't really produced as much as they were at the beginning of the season maybe because of Daniel Jones coming back to reality of you know the real. Daniel Jones that we've seen. Um, but Saquon's still putting on team on his back, essentially. It's a tough one. But I have to keep riding the hot hand. Uh, left hand up. <laughs> it's, uh, whatever the song goes. It's, it's, Give me the commies. Minus two and a half. And as well, Jalen, like, I feel like Chase Young has become the Keenan Allen that I used to say, like, <laughs> oh, he'll be back this week. Doesn't show up this week. Yeah. Who knows if Chase Young goes back at any point? Yeah, who knows at this point? <laughs> All right. No, I like that. That's some good points. I, I got I'm, – I'm the only one going with the Giants. I'm going to stick with it. I do think, um, like we said, like I said, respect to Heineke as well, but, like, the biggest thing about the commanders is their defense is starting to play like it's supposed to. Yeah, their defense has been really good. 
the last year. Payne. Just the, 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 the D lineman of uh, Payne and um, Allen. They're falling out. Nasty. All right. The final game of the 1 o'clock slate. I'm going to let you start this one, Jalen, because it is a matchup between your AFC North brethren. The Bears and the Packers, Aaron Rodgers reportedly playing for some reason, even though they should definitely just let Jordan Love go the rest of the way. We talked about that on uh, on Monday when we talked, Jalen. The Bears are three-point dogs at home to the Packers. What say you? I say I say you got to go. I feel like it makes so much sense to go Bears here, especially just the way things are just spilling out for the Green Bay Packers these last couple of weeks. Um, every week I seem like I'm trying to give Rod- I almost keep saying, oh, no, give Rodgers a chance. But like we said last week, it felt like that was supposed to be their last do or die game. Still, yes, they're technically not mathematically eliminated. But, um, I mean, if the Bears win this, I think this is just a must-win game for the Bears at this point, too. Just because, even though they're eliminated, just put a nail in this whole story of, you know, Rodgers doing what he did to you last time he was in your house. He's injured this year. Fields is balling out. Give me the Bears. Christian? Do we know if Justin Fields is starting? Uh, I think he's supposed to, yeah. He came back to practice today, so I'm guessing he's going to start. Um, I'm off Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm not, As much as I love to do this dude, like, he's not playing good. Finger, obviously, is wobbling the ball on several of his throws. He just – just put Jordan Love in. Like, at this point, dude, like, I, it's over. It's over. The season's lost. See what you can get out of Jordan Love at this point. And I think I think Chicago gets the last laugh. It'd just be that sort of thing mm-hmm. of all these years, Aaron Rodgers going to Chicago. But so, something's different. It's very different right now. And I got I gotta take Chicago in the points. So please for the love of God, Colby, don't take the goddamn bears, take the Packers. Um Well, don't worry, Christian. I'll be the voice of I'll be the Debbie Downer here and the devil's advocate and whatever else you want to say. Um, and for the record, as I said, I have gotten the Bears two weeks in a row of correctly picked the Bears. So the fade – Just picking their spread, not them winning any – Probably losing us money realistically because that's <laughs> Christian's uh, do list. That was like our second most reliable uh, bets was just pick against my Bears pick. But it's cool. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm taking the Packers, even minus the three. And I'll be honest – I don't care if it was Love or Rodgers. I would still take the Packers in this game. This is – I agree with all you're saying, and I do love Fields, and I believe the Bears have a bright future. But come on, this is the very same Chicago Bears defense that got carved up by Mike White last week. Mike White had like four incompletions. I get that the Jets have a good roster, but come on. Mike White just sliced and diced this defense. Um, the team is still so banged up. Darnell Mooney is now done for the year, so they don't have their best receiver – uh, by the way, since Chase Claypool was traded to the Bears, he has like six catches, and we have their second round <laughs> pick. That is looking like a fantastic trade so far. Um, but uh, for all those reasons, Matt, like I love Fields, and I, I do think the Bears have a nice future. But even a banged-up Rodgers or Jordan Love, as bad as the Packers, I'm still taking the Packers because I'm kind of just done with the Bears. So I'm taking the Packers, even minus the three on the road. 
So everyone, as you have heard, for the first time in three weeks, Colby has finally decided not to choose the Bears, so the Bears might win a football game. Bears Nation there you go. right up, baby. Yeah, Bears, bear, bear down, everybody. Bear down. Bears last week, and that was one. Yes, for the cover the spread. The cover the spread. I said for them to win. I picked the, I picked the Jets to cover the spread last week. See, Colby, you're just ruining the Bears. That's all you're doing. <laughs> Well, then they should win this week by that logic. They should. That's like exactly what I'm saying. I picked nope. the Bears to win this week. <laughs> I think the fade is successful. I'm feeling it even more now. I'm feeling very confident in the fade now that you finally went back to the Packers, honestly. <clears throat> and sorry, I was gone there. I just spilled some beer. So okay, I'm back. No, I'm back. It was a tragic moment here. It was a tragic Well, speaking of spilling beers and tragic moments – do you guys remember that one time, like a million years ago, when the Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl? Seems like a long time ago, right? The, those once proud Rams are now seven and a half point underdogs at home to Seattle. I mean, Damn. Seattle's had some rough losses the last couple times out. Um, I love the Seahawks here. I mean, the Rams are probably going to win another game eventually. I don't know if Stafford is going to go, but they don't have Cup Robinson. It's just, I mean, laughably bad. I think Donald is out. I mean, this Rams team is atrocious. So I'm taking Seattle. You know, and the Seahawks will stay alive. I hope they'll. Pro- I hope they're in the mix till the end. Um, man, the Rams. You know, they should just try to get Detroit a better pick. They they owe it to him. Matt Stafford. He should be like, you know, feel bad for all those people in Detroit. Let's just go lose every game, and they might. They're really bad. Yeah, Matthew Stafford ending out his uh, Detroit career strong. And if he re- who knows, maybe when he retires, he'll go ahead and do that one day contract with Detroit as well. So that way, he really had everything come back in full loop for him, especially when they get that first pick. So that way, if he retires, he can be like, and with the third overall pick that I have given you guys, <laughs> and he could come in and get announced yeah. the pick for them. That would be hilarious. But, um, that'd be fun. I'm going to take Seattle. Hopefully, Geno Smith gets this, just get this ish back together, and uh, like you said, keep them uh, relevant and competitive. Hopefully, we can see them in the hunt for the rest of the season, so they can play spoiler or be one of the spoiler teams for the NFC East. But um, yeah, like it, if there are Ram fans out there, like how how do you feel knowing like your team is absolutely booty cheeks right now and you don't even get anything good out of it because the lines on your pick. It does feel like it was forever ago. Like these Rams like were something and now they are literally a laughing stock. Like, like you have to explode everything, right? Like you have to trade away. Like Just about, it sounds like. Like, uh, I mean, because what, what would you do in this scenario? Yeah, Colby, what would you do? I mean, like, you're not going to trade Stafford because, like, I mean, look at the quarterback. He's going to retire. He's, He's going to retire. Contract. 100% Stafford's going to retire at the end of the year. I'm calling right now because if they keep messing with his concussion thing, and his wife went through the whole little, um, the brain cancer, if I'm not okay. mistaken, or a tumor. Again, like, she's very angry about right. it. She, every, she has every right to do so. She, I can see Stafford retired at the end of the year. Wow. 
I'm going to say he doesn't retire just for this hypothetical of what would I do if, if I'm the Rams, I'm assuming Stafford doesn't retire because then we're really screwed. I mean, I would definitely trade like one or Wait, two. Wait, you don't believe in John Wolford? No. I would definitely <laughs> trade uh, one or two of the big pieces. Not Do- You can't trade Donald, obviously, as long as he plays. He's going to retire too. Yeah, he'll probably oh, retire yeah, soon. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Donald. We're never going to retire. He's going to retire. I'm not trading Cup. I would probably try to trade Ramsey, even though his value is not as high as would have been because he's kind of had a bad year. I mean, I would trade Ramsey, and I mean, I think this is the last year they have to give the Lions a pick. So, and definitely don't keep trading my first round picks. I would probably do that. Try to get some picks back where I can. But yeah, you know, you might, you might be, uh, you might be screwed. Well, it sounds like you're screwed. Not a bright spot. It's not. <laughs> it's pretty funny. From the, that beginning is pretty of it, from the beginning, Colby, it sounds like you're pretty screwed, especially if you're betting on players to stay and not retire. <laughs> That's true. Um, but, but yeah, like, they got to blow everything up. Like, And I feel like whoever starts the domino effect, like, it, it's all going to follow through. Like, whoever, like, retires or gets traded McVay. away, I, McVay could be the one that starts it all. McVay could be like, screw this, I'm out. I got it. Yeah, got his Everyone oh. thought he was going to get his ring and dip. Yeah, we got a whole eighty million dollar package, whatever TV program that wants him to be the next Tony Romo to make plays. Um, Jalen Ramsey's probably gonna get traded. I would trade away Cup. Like, I mean, because he's you could you have to you have you you would get a lot and you have to at this rate. Like, you have you don't have the first round pick for for the next three years still. No, I think next year they have it back. Is it next year? I think this was the last year. Yeah, I think they still have theirs for next year. This one is gonna hurt more than all the others because they've been pretty yeah. good. <laughs> this one is I, big. <laughs> if I have to predict the one thing that starts it off, I think it's gonna be Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald is gonna retire, and then everyone that's gonna fall through, like I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Dip, dip, see if we got that ring, and that's all that matters. You remember when um at the parade when Vaughn Miller and them and Odell were like, you know, let's run it back, let's do this all again, and he they didn't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I it's it's that happened. Yeah, it's it's you know it's literally like I mean it's it's a little bit like just does go to show like um like you do have to pay the piper eventually. Yeah, like, you have to pay the piper like, eventually. Yeah, because people were saying too like everyone's like oh like every team should do this. You have to be so aggressive. Just like go for it, go for it. Well, like and they yeah. got the title, so I guess it was worth it. But like they literally like they basically sold their soul. Like, yeah, it's basically and, that. Yep, basically that. Like and, pretty much, like everyone's like, everyone should do this. Everybody, like it's a soul for a soul. Yeah, and the flip side of it that I also just thought of too is the Saints. The Saints also did this and kept kicking the can down the road with money and stuff, but they didn't get the ring, and now they are also yeah. in a really bad situation. They've they've been screwed for the past like three years now. They still somehow managed to get away with it every free agency, uh, but. Would you would you sell your soul for a soul? Basically, do the same thing the Rams do to get a ring. I mean, no, because I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers and I have six rings already. <laughs> if I was a team that didn't have any rings, maybe yeah. <laughs> Jayla, how would you, uh, would you would you would you take the soul for soul? I mean, obviously, as a Vikings fan, I feel like even if I took the soul for a soul trade, I'd still get ripped off. <laughs> I feel like at the end of the day, it would still be like a kickoff, like a field goal that we miss at the end of the day or some bullshit fumble. 
So I feel like at the end of the day, if even if the Vikings fans took that deal, it wouldn't have worked out in the end. I mean, right now, that's kind of what we're doing with TJ Hawkinson. So who knows? Because, I mean, we got – we didn't – that one's not much of a soul for a soul. That was just highway robbery. But TJ Hawkinson's not really doing amazing, amazing. His catch he's not doing amazing, amazing. But hopefully yeah, but he's, he's consistent. consistent. Yeah, he's consistent. Um, yeah. But for my pick for this game, after a little rant itself there, uh, I'll take Seahawks in the points. All right, so that's all of us on the Seahawks, right? <laughs> okay, yeah, so we're all on the Seahawks. Okay. I was about to say the rest of these games are pretty interesting, but then I looked at them. These next two are kind of interesting. Okay. What is really good, but the rest are not great. Um, Chargers at the Raiders. Raiders are a one-point dog. This is, again, essentially a pick em. The Chargers, I mean, boy, do they need it. Oh, I really hate saying this because as Christian knows, it it can bite you. But I really like the Raiders here. I've kind of want to take them, even though I know I shouldn't pick the Raiders because they've burned me time and time again, and they've been so disappointing. But at home, the Chargers, even though they're clawing around six and five, they haven't been overly impressive. It's a division game. You know the Raiders can pop off sometimes. They do at least have dynamic pieces on offense. Oh, I really like the Raiders, and I hate saying that, even though it's just a pick 'em. But I'm gonna take the Raiders. I have to. I I just feels like a Raiders game to me. As stupid as that sounds. Thank you, Colby, for confirming what I will be doing now. For <laughs> I'll be picking the Chargers. Um, I was I was gonna pick the Raiders as well going into this, but honestly, the other thing that was making me sway Chargers is just because, like you said, the Chargers need both teams. Both the both teams need this win. Um. Chargers to stay, you know, playoff relevant. Raiders to just make their card not cry on the podium again. Um, I really think the char- – I really think that uh, – I really think – I'm sorry. I really think the Chargers can pull through with this one, though. Mostly because Herbo, uh, that boy, Keenan Allen, he is back. This wide receiver core is back. And uh, even though the Chargers had to play a dicey one this last game, hey, man, they're playing – these guys are still falling out. Herbo pulled through. I always have my questions about about Brandon Staley. But uh, if you have guys like Kyler Murray coming out saying you guys – you somehow defensively outplayed them against Cliff Kingsbury, which I guess isn't really the highest reward, but I'm going to still pick the Chargers. So, Christian, who do you got? Oh, myself would never go back to them after what done to me. It's just like the toxic ex. It's staring me right in the goddamn face. Give me the Raiders in the point. <laughs> I, I, it's just, it's just at home Vegas, and it's just be the typical like, oh, there's the Raiders game, their third win in a row. We're like, what three wins? Where did, where did the Raiders get three wins in a row? They won the past two games in OT, like, mm-hmm. and you got to ride the hot wave. I, I, I have to. I like, and like the Chargers. I'm still, I'm still not. I can't trust them. I still can't, even though they had one good game last week. That doesn't make up for all those utter choke coal of a games they had. Even the Raiders in the point. See, that's the thing. What you were saying when the Raiders are winning these overtime games, I believe in the Raiders in their survival mode that they're in again this year. Like last year, they were in survival mode. I think again this year they're in it. 
but I just don't think it's going to be as strong just because they're being led by McDaniels, you know, Josh McDaniels, <laughs> that is. And well, anyone... I just don't think, I just think it's going to collapse at some point. So, yeah. <laughs> no, What's that... up, Colby? I mean, I was just going to say the fact that me and Christian are both on the Raiders again, <laughs> this just is everyone on the chart. I, I have to trust my, I have to go with what I have to be honest about what I'm feeling. So, uh, I'm glad for God, man. I swear, I'm telling you right now, the Chargers don't get bumped. I will never pick them again this season, even though I've said it like three times now. I will never pick the Raiders again. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. I can't wait to get you. I can't wait to come at you guys for this again. Yeah, it might be very well could. All right. On to the game of the week for sure. Rematch of the AFC championship mm-hmm. game, but this time it's in Cincinnati. Chiefs at the Bengals. Bengals are two and a half point underdogs at home uh, against the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs have been great. They've topped me and Jalen's power rankings that we did earlier this week. All right. Now, me and Christian here, we both dislike the Bengals. We're both obviously uh, our teams are in the same division, but we have very different perspectives on the Bengals. Um, I know Christian, you believe that they're frauds and and everything, and you call Joe Cornball. I, on the other hand, am absolutely terrified of the Bengals, and I think Joe Burrow. I think this is the two best quarterbacks in the NFL playing in this game. I'm hoping. But I I would take Burrow over everyone else besides Mahomes. I would take Burrow over Allen in a heartbeat. Um, so I like the Bengals here. They're home underdogs. I mean, they beat them twice last year. The Chiefs, yes, they've been great this year. But, I mean, the Bengals are cooking. They're getting Jamar Chase back. They're going to feel disrespected. I, li- I like the Bengals here. Give me the Bengals plus the two and a half. All right, I'm going to take uh, the nightmare duo up in Kansas City, Kelsey and Mahomes. Uh, I think this is the game where I think Mahomes is going to come out there and just smack them because the Bengals have been having their way with them, like you said. Bengals actually match up with the Chiefs very well these last couple of times, and I think this is the Chiefs' turn to have their revenge. I don't know what are you talking about. The Bengals have been coming in, winning these games, not the Chiefs. Well, they're underdogs. Um, no. Last they're time I checked, the last, it doesn't matter. The Bengals beat them in the playoffs last year. And the That's why they're season. underdogs because everyone knows the Chiefs are motivated. I'm going with the Chiefs as the obvious pick here for me. <sighs> Do I even have to say it? Like. Like, I'll spell it out. F R A U D S. Frauds, 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 frauds. <laughs> Freaking cornballs. Give me the Chiefs in the two and a half. MVP Patty Mahomes. Screw the goddamn cornball. I'm respecting consistency. <laughs> I, I do. Um, all, that's all I'll say. Okay. On to a far less attractive four o'clock game that sorry did anyone else have anyone thing they wanted to add about that one no mm, no nah. a far nope. less attractive four o'clock game the indianapolis colts and great very smart clock managing head coach jeff saturday at the cowboys dallas is a ten and a half point favorite 
and I'd be willing to swallow the 10 and a half. I'm going to take Dallas, even though that's a lot of points. The Colts, you know, I don't believe in Jeff Saturday. No disrespect there. The Colts are not good, and the Cowboys are good. So I think this could potentially get very ugly. This is actually Sunday night football. Yeah, I was about to say, oh, I think oh, you missed the right. game, Paul. I literally misread the times. <laughs> but we can talk about this one. I'm down to talk about this one. I had to double check my stuff too, real quick. Uh, Let's talk about this one because this one is a lot less anticipating uh, a primetime game in general, game in general here. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys and the obvious answer. Uh, I think Jeff Saturday might be a little overwhelmed with just how much the Cowboys are about to throw at him with Micah Parsons chasing down Matt Ryan and Trayvon Diggs picking off Matt Ryan. And uh, just, you know, Matt Ryan just having the worst day of football probably he, he's had since – well, three weeks ago before he got benched. So, before injury, for injury reasons, of course. So, I'm going to take the Cowboys and all the points. So, Jeff Saturday. Oh, I didn't want to do it, Jeff, but I have to jump off the train, man. You had me for one week. And then now I'm off, but I'm sorry. I have to go with the Cowboys ten and a half. Like I feel like this might be too much for them. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping wrong. I hope I'm hoping the Colts pull off the upset somehow. But the Cowboys are hot right now. I mean, I don't think Dak's kind of boring, but I still have to take the Cowboys ten and a half. Oh, Christian, thank you for uh, mentioning that. Hey, Colby, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, for both of you, is Dak still comparable to Kirk Cousins? Yes. More comparable than ever, if anything. Really? Yeah. They're both teams that are having great seasons, but they both kind of are the question mark, if we're being honest. Even with uh, the whole Cooper Rush drama? Yes. There's no – okay, come on. Like, the Vikings That's don't have a Cooper Rush That's problem with Kirk problem. Cousins. That's not a real problem. That's made up. There's no one in the Cowboys building or roster or their locker room that thinks Cooper Rush is better than Dak and Cooper Rush is not better than Dak. That's not a real thing. That That is made up. Dak got so scared. That's not a real thing. Dak got, they... <laughs> got so scared. He got that. He called up the XFL and said, yo, please, please take Ben DiNucci off my hands, man. He's going to take my job. I don't, think, I don't think that was ever a threat. I love. Ben I DiNucci, think it was. I don't know if he was ever in jeopardy. <laughs> oh, so, Christian, what are your thoughts on that question, though? Um, I, I would say it's totally similar right now, but I still would take probably Kirk right now over Dak. Um, Kirk just has a little bit more flavor to it right now. Oh yeah, Everyone it. prefers like, the original. At least, at least, like when I watch Kirk right now, it's kind of fun. But Dak, like it just like they're they're producing, but it's not like I'm like, yeah, shoot, that was a good play. Like, oh yeah, that was exciting. Dak is just like that was it. That's about it. Like it doesn't really. There's like, like, am I wrong? Is there like something like missing? no pizzazz? Like, yeah. No Kirk pizzazz to it, you know. That's why I, that's why I wanted to bring that up because like I felt like this season, Kirk has showed up and delivered on those big moments and given us those hype those hype moments, you know. 
Even though, yes, he did get blown up by this same bout, very Cowboys team yeah. and the Eagles team. But, but I mean, we still got way better moments this season well, from Kirk the, Cousins than we did well, from Dak Prescott. For the record, I do like Kirk better slightly because I'm also not a Dak guy. I've never been a big Dak guy. Um, but the notion, but to say that Kirk has separated is absolutely false. Like they're still very, yeah, very. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say separate. Yeah, I would say, okay. Okay. I would say okay. Kirk. I just wanted to revisit the question. I thought it was fair to revisit. Yeah, that, that's a fair question. I mean, yeah, yeah it's a fair, yeah, also, a fair question. Yeah. I also prefer Kirk, but it's extremely close. Okay. All right, let's go to the game that Colby skipped. On to, <laughs> that's actually a really well, good no, I didn't, I didn't skip any games. I just misread it. They have the times in kind of a weird place on here. So, like, they have the time under the game, so it keeps throwing me off. Um, I'm thinking I'm reading it for the one above. But I didn't skip any games. So we're on to the final game, the Monday Nighter. Uh, no, you're still missing one. Uh, the Dolphins and 49ers. Oh, where? Oh, damn. Yeah, I did miss that one. Sorry. That's a great game, too. That might be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A really good game. Really I don't know how I missed that really one. Missed. I just pulled over that. I apologize. Yeah. Okay. No, you're good. Sorry about that. Jeez. I got you. Is that a four o'clock game? Or... Yeah, oh it's God, a four o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. How are we going to watch all these games? It's because yeah. one of them should have been on prime time, not the Colts and Cowboys. <laughs> the Colts. Yeah, that, that is true. How did they not flex that out? Um, the oh, don't worry. They gave the Chargers and Chiefs another flex, though. Don't worry. I mean, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Russell Wilson. So, okay. So, yeah, Dolphins, Niners, that's probably the best. I mean, I'd still say Bengals, Chiefs is better. But that's a great game. Two heavyweights, super I McDaniel coming from his former team. You could argue this is a better game. Oh man, that's a good game. Mm-hmm. These uh, are good. This is a good week. <laughs> uh, even though they're going across post, and his Shanahan, you know, was his mentor and all that. I like the Dolphins here for two reasons. Most importantly, they're getting points because I feel like these two teams are pretty evenly matched. I they feel similar about them. And so the three and a half that Miami's getting on the road, I like. And they have a better quarterback. Um, say we want about both these guys. I know we've not been the most supportive of either of these guys going into this year, but I said two is pretty wrong. Even with the new weapons, I didn't think it'd be this good. Um, I like the Dolphins here getting three and a half because I'm getting a better quarterback. And look, I like the Niners. But I just can't trust Jimmy G. That was an ugly game they had against the Saints last week. Give me the Dolphins and the points on the road. I'm with you, Colby. I'm taking the Dolphins as well. And the, my uh, my early coach of the year that I like to promote that I did that I did like to rally behind at the beginning of the season. And I said, my boy Mike McDaniel's. And uh, as long as he, even though when he lost the game, where I was like, he can win this without Tua, and he really did not. <laughs> he did not. But uh. He came one to he has this to a he's working really hard and just hearing the videos of just like how McDaniels re reshaped to because apparently he had this confidence issue going into the season. And I don't know if you guys heard the news that came out this week about McDaniels supposedly playing a 700 uh, snap like 700 play clip for uh, Tua. And it was just them just sitting there watching all Tua's highlights just to prove to him that he was good. So um, I'm going with the Dolphins. I think the 49ers last week, yes, the Saints defense is pretty solid, but it still showed me a little concerns about how they will react in the shootout. And this is that type of game where they will be in a shootout, hopefully. 
the 49ers defense is good, but there's a Tyreek and a Waddle over there. And I don't know about, I think Jacecki might be still hurt. I don't know, but you know, that, that Dolphins offense is loaded and they got the 49ers running back crew with them. So it's going to be a very, this game is going to be, I, 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 I'm, I have high anticipation for this game. And like you said, Colby, I'm obviously over here arguing that it could be, it's one of my game of the weeks because obviously 49ers won the, NFC front runners that everyone keeps putting above all the other NFC teams, even though their record doesn't show it, in my opinion. So going with the Dolphins to help prove my point a little bit here about the 49ers as well. I think with this game, I think I was going to take whoever was getting the points. So I'll be taking Dolphins to the points here. Um, Very tight game. I think this will be a close one. Um, So the points definitely helps a lot with this. It's I'm expecting a shootout. I'm expecting... Jimmy G to bounce back from that game, even though they let defense love zero points itself last week against the Saints. But that's because Andy Dalton and we'll get there. Um, but it's I'm excited for this. I'm excited. This is um it's gonna be a good one. Um so hopefully the Niners offense finds their rhythm again because possible possible Super Bowl matchup, like people are saying, which means it won't actually happen in the Super Bowl. Um, so <laughs> that's if there's something I've known from the past couple of years here in the NFL, they'll say, Oh, look at this possible Super Bowl matchup. It does not end up being a Super Bowl matchup. Um, so yeah, but give me the Dolphins and the points here. I like that, we're all on the Dolphins. That's that's interesting. That's gonna be a really fun one to watch. Okay, very interesting. I'm surprised you didn't take your 49ers, Colby. I you know, I told you, I liked them a lot better when they had two chance. Like, yeah, I, you did. I, <laughs> you I, did, that's true. The Niners would be so fat. Look, it's like, who knows what the Niners would be right now if they had Trey Lance. Like, maybe he would have just been terrible and they would be bad, but they would know. But also, maybe he would have been really good and they'd have been like, whoa, we could be insane. Like, they're just not as exciting with Jimmy G. No disrespect. Um. Okay. Onto a gross, disappointing, disgusting, bleh Monday night game, but still one with major playoff implications since someone has to win the NFC South, unfortunately. The mighty five and six bucks and old divorced dad Tom Brady taking on Andy Dalton, though, who somehow Jameis still hasn't gotten his job back from, um, who wa- managed a whopping zero last week. You know, the Saints owned Brady prior to this year, but these ain't those same Saints. And Brady already beat him once in New Orleans. Take the Bucks minus a three and a half, just because y'all know I've been completely out on the Saints. Um, they are bad. So I'm going to take the Bucks minus three and a half. But it is a little dangerous because this is, you know, division game. Saints got their number in the past, and the Bucks haven't been great. No, I'm with you, Colby. Even though both these teams haven't been really uh, good, They've been and they're all pretty bleh, like you were saying. I'm just gonna take the Bucks in this gross shootout. Um, Dennis Allen and this, I mean, like like you said, their defense they did as much as they could, but this offense is piss poor. So, give me the Bucks. Give me something that I know I could probably get, something I could rely on. And I hate it, but gotta gotta pick somebody. I am so sick and tired of Andy Dolan on her screen. Come on. Like, how many games does man have to lose for, like, Dennis Allen to be like, 
you know what? Let's let's have some fun and put some Taysom Hill in. But no, let's let's have Andy Dalton continue be back there missing checkdowns and is taking those sackable sacks. And then the Bucks suck too. This game sucks all around. This is an awful Monday night game. It's gonna be a nine three game. Give me the Bucks, T Y. It's so gross of a game. It is very gross, and that concludes a great slate overall. <laughs> Five games are terrible. Okay, the Sunday is gonna be epic. Sunday is gonna be great, and then just the night games don't need to be seen. Um, <laughs> True. All right. So, should we get into the fun stuff here, Christian? You got a you got a do list ready for us? Yes, sir. All right. So, we are going back for the first one. We are going back to Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook got cut on Thanksgiving, literally like right there, and didn't get it. So he's due to hit the Holy Grail this weekend. Second, we have. A J Brown for the revenge TD. So it's not really he's due, but he's due to revenge. Um, so put him in the parlay there. And the third one we have it was a toss-up, but I'll be going with Jalen Waddle and the Miami Dolphins here. Um if anyone out of those three become inactive, plug in Jamar Chase. Um, I can just see. Oh, Jamar Chase back. The TD. Oh, no, Sam. Yeah, that's what do Jalen Waddle, um, Dalvin Cook, and AJ Brown. There you go. That's a solid list as always. Yeah. Colby, you there? Yeah, I'm there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good do list. I like that. Um, some big names on it this week. Okay, so now we get into the good stuff. Before we get to our locks, as always, we'll do our statement game upset, and then if we got some time, we got the uh, second ever edition of Kolb's NBA Tears, first in-season one. Uh, get some thoughts on that. Excited for that. But statement game, I guess, is what we start with, or do we usually do upset first? We'll start. Let's with get the upset out the way. Upset? Okay, upset game. All right. <laughs> Um, what order y'all want to go here, Christian? How about you, you go, then Jalen, then me? Yeah. All right, oh, there you go. go. Yeah, Colby wants you to go. Let's start off with a goddamn bang. Give me the Houston Texans <laughs> for the upset. Give it to me. <laughs> I'm gonna regret that. Well, Oh yeah, I, I mean, if you get this one right, though, you're coming back with a chest puffed out like a beast, you know. <laughs> Especially it's the Deshaun return game. I don't blame you. <clears throat> Who did you say was next, Colby? Uh, you. Oh, okay. Um. Well, I guess the Dolphins are an underdog, so uh, I'll take the Dolphins as an upset. That's fair. Uh I really don't like any upsets this week. Um, I mean, if we're going with ones that I picked, these are mostly small spreads. I can't pick Denver. Um, so I'm just going to have to take a small spread. I guess I'll say the Bengals. Is that good enough? That's not much of an upset. 
Well, I'll take the Bengals over the Chiefs. They are two and a half point favorite. It was that or the Raiders, but the Raiders are getting even less points. So I'll take the Bengals as my upset. It's kind of a weak upset pick, but I don't love any dogs this week or any uh, upsets. It's not a lot. Not a lot, a lot of close games. games. There's a lot of close games out there, so it's hard to pick a harder to pick an upset besides the fun one, obviously with Houston. And you have to have a lot of confidence to say the Rams or Colts. So, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, all right. So, Christian, who's your statement game? Statement game. We are going with Chicago Bears. Plus three. They, hey, come out, send Aaron Rodgers off of the L. I say that's a pretty much statement right there. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, trust me. If anyone here, I, don't know, I respect it. I'm going with the Titans. They were my uh, my one team that I'm riding with. They probably could have been my actual upset, but I think this is a statement game for the Titans. It came so close against these big team game, big name teams like the Bengals and the Chiefs. Win a big game for once against the Eagles. So that's my statement game. Those are good ones. I'm going to take the New York Football Giants. In a big game against Washington, playoff implications. They've been playing bad the last two weeks. This is a huge statement that we are not going to fade. We won't go quietly into the night. We're going to be in the playoff mix till the end. Big statement win for the Giants. All right, Cole. I like it. And you can go ahead and kick us off for the first lock round of locks. All right. Well, if you're going to give me the first the lock, then I'm going to go ahead and have to take this one too from you guys. Apologies, Jalen. I'm going to take your Minnesota Vikings minus three. They've done me well ah. in the locks in the past. It's Mike White. We all set our reasons. We were all on the Vikings. I love Minnesota with Kirk back at one o'clock. Give me the Vikes as my first lock. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and think for my next lock that I'm going to pick, it's got to be the Chargers. For me, at least, it's got to be the Chargers. Um, especially against the Raiders. The Chargers, you need this to prove that you're just a little bit above the pack, and the Raiders have shown this whole season they aren't. They just have a couple moments when they are. So to show us that you Chargers, you can rally a good, solid game. For my first lock, I will be taking Seahawks. Minus seven and a half against those probably LA Rams. And then my second lock, I'll be taking the Cowboys minus ten and a half against the Colts. Bang, bang. He got the two big spreads trying to eat all the points, but I'll take the heavy favorites off the board any day. So that way I can pick the Chiefs. I'm gonna double down on my Chiefs take. I really think uh I'm really I'm really I'm ready to come back on Monday or Tuesday to talk about how Colby was wrong about how uh those Bengals are gonna be the bat, the black dark horse to challenge no, the Chiefs. No, no kitty cats. And Colby, who are your uh, final two locks? I respect two it. in a row. All right. I'm between three games here, so I'm trying to decide which two to pick. But for my first one, give me give me the uh, Dolphins plus the three and a half. I really like the Dolphins. Um, and this is, even though they're going across the country and this is a tough game, I really like the Dolphins to make some plays in this game. I I feel, I just feel good about that pick. Um, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't, but I think that's a good one. Uh, and then for my second lock, I mean, I have to go, even though Christian picked this as upset. I have to take this Texans plus seven. 
as my third lock. I I do I still just want to put faith in that happening. So give me the Texans as my second as my final lock. All right, all right. Whew. Man. Well, Colby, you finally didn't pick this team for like the last couple of weeks finally. So I am going to hopefully try and resurrect the Bears. Ooh. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say they get the dub here. And I'm gonna say the lock for me is the Bears. Bear down. I like it. Oh, my last one. Um, wow. The last one I'll take. Oh, please, no fullback screens. Give me Baltimore. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He's going all in on James not trying to drop the what happened on him. That's all you're gonna be hearing on Sunday. You know it too. (laughs) But Christian, you've seen that Broncos team play. You tell you, dude. If you're putting them as a this is a lot. If y'all if if y'all saw what I saw, dude, you would be like, dude, is this an NFL? Like offense because like this is this is looks like high school right? Like, it looks like high school <laughs> offense. Like why are we running on third and twelve? They ran they ran the saddest play. I, mean, I vividly remember it was on the right hand side of the field, and I think it was like third quarter, and they ran a they ran on third and twenty five, and like it got nowhere. It was like ran the line of scrimmage. I was like, what was the point of that? Take a shot. Yeah, yeah. Those piss those Broncos, man. The, the ride has not been there. It's not been a smooth one. All right, Colby. Let's get that tier list ready and going. Right. And then uh it's so time. Christian, I don't know if you knew that you were gonna be drafted into this, but this is the second ever edition of Colby's NBA tiers. We're gonna do a little basketball check-in here. So I'm going to share my screen with you all to reveal the suspense. I'm pretty proud of these tiers, especially like some of the names that I've got that I came up with. So I like it. So this that you're seeing now, these were the preseason tiers. This was the first edition um, beginning of the year. Let me make this full screen. Can I do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this was at the beginning of the year. This was my tiers list. There has been a fair amount of shifting now that we are a quarter of the way through the season, 20 or so games in. So we're going to go through each tier. If you guys have any problems, you can let me know at the end of the tier or at the end of that level. We'll work through it. I know Jalen will have some comments about this, I'm sure. So let's get right into it. The first tier at the bottom of the pyramid, Area 51. The tier name is Area 51 because these teams are the front runners. They're trying to catch an alien, and that's Victor Webb and Yama. The most unique generation <laughs> prospect we've ever seen. He's unlike anything they've ever seen. Um, any prospect, bizarre. The teams in here, you got the Pistons, Magic, the Thunder, Rockets, Hornets, and the Spurs. The one team that has an argument to be higher is the Thunder. They're better than all these teams, 9 and 13. SGA has been awesome this year. But I didn't really have another good place to put them. They're still, I don't think, a good team. And I do think they'll drop some games down the stretch. And remain in this tier uh the pistons have been disappointing cade's been out um but they they've some nice young pieces but they've been terrible same deal with the magic the magic kind of have some nice 
players that I like. Paulo is awesome. He, he's going to be a star. Uh, Franz Wagner is nice, but it doesn't really work together yet. They're losing a lot. Houston, uh, Jalen Green is fun. Jabari Smith ha- has been pretty good, but they're terrible. Um, Charlotte Christian, you saw them in person. They're not very good. And the Spurs have, I think, as far as pure talent on their roster, are 30 of 30. They, they are a terrible team. They start out kind of frisky and have been atrocious since. Uh, so those are the six worst teams, and they're in Area 51 searching for aliens. No arguments. No arguments here. I like it. Uh, I like that you finally brought back down to earth the magic. So that's about it. <laughs> I was a little higher on the magic of the Pistons to start. Uh, I don't know why you're higher in the magic in the first. I saw that. I was like, dude, why <laughs> magic up there? All right. Next category, next tier, big city, big problems. These teams are all in big markets, and they have huge problems. The Lakers are bad, and they their pick goes to the Pelicans. Their roster doesn't make sense. They're better than they were last year. They've been more competitive. Russ has actually been playing pretty well off the bench. And AD and LeBron have been good when they're out there, but, you know, that's a big win. The roster still makes no sense. They don't have enough shooting, and the West is way too deep for them to do anything serious. They need to make a trade of some sorts to have any chance of making a deep run, although LeBron and AD always give them a shot. That's why they're not a tier lower. The Knicks are actually pretty competitive. They're, I think, 10 and 12, only two games under 500. But their big problems is that they have almost 400 – they have 300-plus million dollars wrapped up in R.J. Barrett, Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle. I like Barrett and Brunson, but that is an insane amount of money for those three players. They're kind of stuck in the middle. I think they're probably a play-in team at best. Um, and I don't really know where they go from here. They do have some picks, and they could be a candidate to make a big trade, but for now, they have big issues. The Heat are a team that were a lot higher, although me and Jalen both agreed they were going to take a step back. I had them in window closed. They have not been good. They're below five. No, yeah. They do not have a talented enough roster to overcome. Uh, Jimmy Butler, the Heat culture can only get you so far. Butler is a year older. Kyle Lowry, that was a terrible signing. It hasn't worked out. Bam and Jimmy are good, but the rest of this roster is just not enough. They're paying Hero, Duncan Robinson, these guys a lot of money. I think they doubled down a little too much on these last couple of years. I don't really know where they go from here, but the East has gotten a lot better, and it's passed them by. And Chicago, I thought they would be better than this, but they've been bad. They clearly are not the same team without Lonzo Ball. He hasn't played this year. Um, the fact that the Bulls made big trades and made aggressive to assemble this core and the ceiling was probably like first-round exit – that's a big problem there. If things keep going poorly, they're a potential blow it up candidate down the stretch. Damn. All right, Cole. First, I want to say I'm with you on the Bulls and Heat because I, I was also there with you. I was arguing for the Bulls to be higher. I remember giving you a hard time for the Bulls. And, uh, yeah, they let me down this year. They have a lot of problems. It's crazy to say that Lonzo Ball is a huge piece of that, you know? So... And uh, as for Miami, yeah, we both pretty much called that their collapse was pretty, pretty uh, predicted. Christian, you got uh, anything to say so far? I know you haven't seen the NBA. From from what I've seen from the Lakers, aren't they like really good without LeBron? (laughs) They've been. I was gonna say, didn't AD get a win streak? They carried it. He carried him to a win last night. So the Lakers better. I say they're better than they were last year. They're not like as laughable, but they're still not. I thought they were worse than last. They started out really bad, but they have they have been better lately. But their roster still just like doesn't make sense. Like it's just a poorly built roster. 
Uh, and I'm not surprised to see the Knicks down there. Um, I mean, we all saw that Jalen Brunson deal. It's like he, he's been good. Like he's not a bad player, but that, they gave him a lot of money. <laughs> they gave him a lot of money. Yeah, it was a lot. It was almost like the Christian Kirk deal, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but Christian Kirk actually back on Christian Kirk. He's actually been kind of doing good for Jack. So, but um, yeah, no, I like it so far. All right. There are a lot of tiers. There are about nine. Some of them are pretty small, though. Next tier, fun, frisky, fraudulent. These teams are all entertaining, fun to watch, nice stories, but they're not really that good. And they're all coming back down to earth after hot starts. It's only three teams. It's the Wizards, the Blazers, and the Jazz. Uh, The Jazz were the best team in the West for a while. They have really struggled, although they did win last night. They're down to – they're like 13 and 11. And the Blazers and Wizards, after hot starts, have fallen to 500. The Wizards and Blazers are not really – the Blazers are in a little better spot than the Wizards, but they kind of have a mixture of older and veteran talent. The Jazz are the outlier of this group because they are kind of playing with house money and that they were trying to rebuild this year anyway, and their team is just a lot better than they thought. They got all those Timberwolves picks, which we'll talk about them in a second. Um, so all these teams are fun. They're entertaining. I think they'll all be probably playing teams, uh, but realistically their ceiling is like being a seven or eight seed and getting waxed in the first round. <laughs> No complaints here until I'll probably see the next row, I feel like. All right. The next row is also very small. Getting nervous. This was a tough, this was a tough tier. Uh, I kind of this was kind of one created at the last minute because I didn't really know where to group else to group these two teams. And it's Jalen, your Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Dallas Mavericks. Whoa, whoops. Not mean to do that. Uh so the reason that your Timberwolves are on here is uh, Many reasons. The Towns go very yeah. It was weird. Didn't make sense to me at the time. And it hasn't really worked. And now Towns is out for a month uh, with an injury. But they are still 500. They still have Anthony Edwards, who, even though he hasn't been as wild this year, he's still a really nice player. Gobert, I mean, he still plays good defense. D'Lo is a real problem. He has not been good. Um, there's real problems in Minnesota, but they have enough talent. They're going to be in the mix. But they're getting nervous that it's not working. And Dallas – they were just in the Western Conference Finals, but, man, they are also 500. They are ridiculously Luka-dependent. Losing Brunson was a huge loss for them. This roster is not good enough to do something outside of Luka. And they're getting nervous that they're kind of wasting one of the top five, top three players in the game in Luka Doncic because this roster is not working. They, they, I can't see them making another deep playoff run with this team as constructed. Um, no complaints, really. I'm kind of happy you have us at least currently above the Jazz, <laughs> despite all the nervousness and recklessness that's been going on in Minnesota. And I get the comparisons with with the Mavs, but I want you. I was about to say I want to direct this to Christian, because uh, Christian, aren't you a Mavs fan? Yeah, I'm technically a Mavs fan because I am a Luca fan. Um, so I do follow the Mavs center. Um, but from what I've seen, yeah, Jalen Brunson was definitely a big loss because of that role player position wise, and it's becoming too much Luca dependent itself. Um, the way I'm kind of looking at it as is kind of how the Chargers are with Turbo. Like, you have like a generational talent, and it's kind of going a little to waste. Uh, so. <laughs> Built around Herbo better than the Mavs have. The, 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 the Chargers have, yeah, but, no, but the, <laughs> yeah, Mavericks have not. So yeah, I would agree. Getting a little nervous is very accurate. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. This is my favorite tier on the board, and it's also a very small one. Best trade ever. 
And it's just the Pacers and the Kings. I had to link these two teams because last year at the deadline, they did the Halliburton first bonus swap. And it was the rare trade that completely worked out amazingly for both teams. They both got significantly better because of it. The Pacers were doing it to try to blow up. The Pacers were supposed to be rebuilding. I had them in the Webb and Yama watch at the preseason. They're fourth in the East. Halliburton is amazing. He's a great young talent. He's everything you want, a point guard, big, shoots, amazing passer. They drafted Ben Mathurian from uh, Arizona. He's been an absolute stud. He's just a pure bucket getter. Uh, Miles Turner, Buddy Heald have been stepping up. They lost Chris Duarte, and they've still been good. The Pacers have been a pleasant surprise. And Jalen and I have talked more probably than anyone about the Kings. We love Sacramento and their team. Fox, they they get Sabonis in that deal. It sucks they gave up Halliburton, but he and Fox didn't work together. Sabonis fits perfectly with the Kings. They've been so good. They've been very, very good this year. They look like I think they'll be in the playoffs in the West. I fully believe in them, um, which is weird to say. Sorry, <laughs> their draft pick's been great. They got shooters, Monk and Herter. They got Davion Mitchell, who's a defensive guard Whoa. off the bench. They got Fox is playing the best basketball of his career. He's been an all-star this year, I would say, so far, uh, with Sabonis, who fits perfectly. So best trade ever because it really worked out perfectly for both teams, which you don't usually see. There are a lot of weird sentences today, Colby. Like now, uh, now you just said, uh, what was it? Who was it? Who was it that you just said Malik Monk was a good three, was a good shooter. Yeah, he's a great like, man. It's crazy to be saying that these days, right? I mean, he's been a shooter, but he's definitely nah, you know, that man. Joe Charlotte Hornets days were bad. That man that was, was about to say. City. Carter was a steal for the Kings, also from uh, Red Velvet from the Hawks. I don't know how the Hawks made that move, but Carter is awesome for the Kings. The Kings yeah, are, he's, I, guess, I saw that actually. Yeah, teams. all right, who we got next, Cole? All right. Yeah, I'm going to run out of time here on this meeting. All right, missing something. This is another small tier. All three of these teams could be really good, but they're missing something to different levels. The Clippers, the Warriors, and the Raptors. Toronto was tough. This was the team I had the most hard time with placing. But the Raptors have good team, but they have kind of a weird roster where it's like almost all just wings and forwards. They don't really have a great true point guard, and they don't really have a true center rim protector guy. Um reigning rookie of the year scotty barnes has regressed so that's concerning but the raptors really are just missing a true superstar to be the kind of number one guy and elevate all these nice pieces around them the clippers it's obvious they could be they're having a nice season they're still good but Kawhi's played like three games or something um they're missing Kawhi, and who knows if he's ever going to be the same or ever be able to play again he tore his acl 15 months ago and he's still barely played and for the warriors they're only 500 they've started out bad it would have been nice to put them lower, but realistically, I think they're going to get it together. But they're missing their defense. Their defense has been terrible this year, and that's usually one of their hallmarks. That's cost them a lot of games, and their young guys haven't really taken a big step forward. All these teams could have really high ceilings. Warriors and Clippers, if they get their pieces back, could win it all, but they're all missing something. So I couldn't that's put an interesting on. Raptors take, man. I like that. I really struggled with where to put the Raptors. I yeah. most time on that probably because I didn't really feel like they fit any of these categories perfectly. I mean, like Van Fleet and uh, Spicy P, they're not, you know, like elite superstars like you were saying. So they definitely need like a super, like a generation talent. All right. So no real complaints. We've got three minutes. Yeah, no real complaints. That's good. Three minutes. Oof. All right. We only got three more tiers and they're, this one's pretty small. Can't trust them. These teams all have really high ceilings and could all be really good, but you just can't trust them for various reasons. Atlanta, Philadelphia, and the Nets. 
The Nets were going to be a lot lower, but they've played a lot better lately. They've been winning since they fired Nash, but you obviously can't trust the Nets for pick one of any million reasons uh, with Kyrie, the lack of defense. That one I don't think needs to be explained. Philly, literally, I can't trust them. They've had some really good teams, but I just cannot trust them. They have health concerns. I don't know what I'm going to get from Harden down the stretch. And Atlanta, Jalen, you and I have talked about them plenty. They are really good when they're on, but they can be really bad. The fit with Young and Murray, it's kind of working, but it's still weird. They've struggled lately, and I can never trust the Hawks. All these teams could be really good, but I cannot trust any of them. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Let's see. Wrap it up, and I'll see if I got something in the end. Uh, championship ceiling. These are the teams could all legitimately make deep playoff runs and hold up the trophy. Memphis, New Orleans, Phoenix, Cleveland, and Denver. These are the four highest Western Conference teams. Memphis, so deep. John Morant, so talented. They have some injuries right now. They've been a little banged up, and they're not always great, but they're deep, excellent, and only getting better. New Orleans' offensive ceiling is so high. McCollum, Zion, Ingram are elite duo. Phoenix has obviously been close to winning a championship, and they're currently the one seed in the West. They've got all those pieces still. Cleveland is deep, versatile. They can do so many things. Uh, We've talked, Jalen, about how much I love their pieces. And the Nuggets are second in the West. Murray is back to his old self, which is great to see, and they've been hooping. Jokic has been amazing. When Porter's out there, their starting five is excellent. All four of those teams could win the West, and I would not be shocked. So they have a championship ceiling, and I think Cleveland's going to be comfortably third in the East. And finally, the top tier, if I can get this to move, there we go. The two best teams, and these teams play in the same conference, but they're the two best teams. It's Boston and Milwaukee. Credit to Boston. I had them in the second tier at the start because I didn't know how losing Udoka was going to affect them. Not much at all. They're still excellent. Best team in the league. Tatum, MVP, frontrunner. And Milwaukee's been dominant. I thought they would have won it all last year if Middleton didn't go down. They're 15-5, and and they're getting him back on Friday. These are two juggernauts, and even though they're both in the East, they're the two best teams. And that's my tears with less than a minute on the meter. <laughs> All right, less than a minute on the meter. We're going to go ahead and say my final thoughts on the bet should be lowered down. I have, I agree. I have no trust in them, and that's why I, I think they should be at least with the Wolves. I think they should be getting nervous. But then again, they got Kyrie and KD, so why should they be nervous, right? Um, Christian, what are your final my, thoughts? Final thoughts, I think we should put the Suns in. I can't trust them. I can never trust the Phoenix Suns. They fucking blow it. As long as DeAndre Ayton is there, you will never try, find me trusting the Phoenix Suns. And well, let's yeah. not ride this weekend. That's my final thought. I agree with that. And I would have said the Pels would have been another team to not trust. Woo. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram, where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pickums list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.